This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in. You ready for another episode of my Bigfoot sighting? All right then. Let's do this. Seen a bunch of run-down no-horse towns Where the church is the backbone, loves in the bow And the five-string melodies grooving With the farmland rows where the roots run deep Beyond the noise of the busy streets Where the songs of the south are soothing When I hear the front porch picking down home rhythm ringing out I don't run from banjo music My Bigfoot sightings all happened over 30, 35 years here in eastern Oklahoma. All started out basically when I was a young kid, probably around eight or nine years old, and then happened all the way up till present day. I'm 51 now. Many years worth of different experiences and sightings and sounds and you name it so we'll start off with the first one i was around eight years old eight maybe ten out playing horsing around goofing off my uncle had just got through belling some hay had big round bells and he'd stacked them up behind his barn and his barn said over looking a 30 40 acre pasture uh hay pasture and on the back side of it was a roll of timber that went up to a pond dam my cousin and I were, like I said, both the same age. He's just a few months old or about a month older than me. We were out there playing on them hay bales, climbing around, jumping around. And uh, all of a sudden he looks up and he sees what looks like a man. This is in summer. I mean, they're just belling hay, so it's hot weather. It looks like a man walking across the field on the backside of that field, probably 150, 200 yards away from us. He walks up going along right along the edge of that timber just walking and the grass he's walking through is pretty tall probably two two and a half foot tall you know it's just ready to bail it and this person is walking up through this grass and it's hitting about the knees and my cousin says well wonder who that is and where he's going i turn around and look and it's a looks like a man walking up through there and looks like he's got on a black coat and black pants and long sleeves and all that you, you we can't see anywhere too far away to really see hair or anything like that but it just looks like a guy wearing black clothing walking up through there so he said well he must have on a coat or something because his head was pointed it was almost you know looks like a hood of a coat sticking up on it so anyway this man walks up keeps going right along the edge of that timber and we just kind of 
standing there watching him on these hay bales. And when he gets up to the pond dam, he goes into the timber and we lose him for a minute. After, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds, he comes out on the other side of the pond. I guess he just went around it through the trees or something, but he comes out on the other side of it and keeps walking across. He walks up to a barbed wire fence. My uncle raised Santa Gertrude's cattle. He had a couple of them that were pretty prone to jump. So he had a, his fence was good five foot tall, real tight stretched barbed wire fence. This guy walks up to it, puts his hand on the fence post and steps over the fence, just one step over the fence. And then brought the other leg over like it wasn't nothing to it. I remember thinking, well, if that's a man, he's huge. It's a, he's got to be like seven foot tall or bigger, you know, to be able to just step over that fence. And then he's in my uncle's cow pasture, which is just real short grass where the cows stay all the time. He had been bulldozing some trees down and had a big brush pile that year before. And so it was growing up in sumac bushes and different things, you know, eight, 10 foot tall. This guy walks over to that and goes in it and we can see all around it. He never comes out. Well, after about 15, 20 minutes of us goofing off there, he never had came out of that brush pile. My cousin says, well, I'm going to go get the three-wheeler and go see who it is, go see what he's doing. So I still stand there watching on the hay bales. He goes and gets the three-wheeler, comes around there, and I jump on it with him, and we take off down there. When we get down there, we run, go circles around that brush pile. There's nobody in there. We couldn't see anybody. We could see trails, big trails going up in the brush pile. One of them was big enough that we could have walked in with no problem. All the limbs were broke. and there was a tunnel going back underneath the brush pile. And so my cousin said, well, that must be some a bum or somebody, you know, homeless guy that's living in there or something. So we didn't think too much about it. We got back on the three-wheeler and we left. And that just always stuck with me. You know, it wasn't like a confirmed sighting or something, but just always stuck with me. Why would a guy be wearing black coat, black clothes in the middle of summer? And here in eastern Oklahoma, it's hot. I mean, it's 95 degrees and then go up in a brush pile. I just seemed like a real weird situation to me. So it always kind of stuck with me. I never did really think too much more about it, but just every once in a while would cross my mind. But that was kind of my first sight. And it's about all that happened there. But talked to my cousin a couple of times after that. And he says he don't remember it, but who knows if he does or not. My second sighting, it was a little bit more, uh, intense i guess you could say my brothers and i were deer hunting and had three or four of their buddies with us we was uh hunting down at eastern oklahoma there probably 15 miles from the arkansas border here in central local east central oklahoma i was about 15 years old then i wasn't quite driving yet but i was almost old enough to start driving they come and got me and said they wanted me to go hunting with them so we go over there and it was a new place that they had just gotten permission to hunt. It was a pretty big place, several hundred acres. I don't remember how big, but a little bit of cow pasture, and then it turned and went up on the side of a mountain. The mountain was all just big timber, oak trees and hickory trees and you name it, that kind of stuff, just all over the place and pretty thick. We split up, and some of the guys went one direction, and one of my brothers went up just straight up the hill from the truck there, and then me and my oldest brother, he said he had a good spot he wanted to go look at further down the ridge. So we we hiked probably four or five hundred yards down the, the base of the mountain there. And as we was going, it was getting 
I don't know, pretty thick up on the hill. We was walking along the edge of a new barbed wire fence, and we come into an opening where they had cleared the timber and everything with a bulldozer up the side of the mountain all the way up over the top and built all brand-new fences in it, brand-new five-wire, six-wire, I think it was six-wire barbed wire fences all the way up over this mountain. They cleared a strip probably 20 feet, 30 feet wide, maybe something like that. He set me down right there, and he said, he said, just sit here for a while, and, and I'll come back and get you at dark. And he went on down the ridge for a little while, a little ways further. We sat there for probably 30, 45 minutes and seen a couple of young deer, just a couple of yearlings. Then directly some, some coyotes started yipping back behind me. I was about 10 yards off of the fence, and back behind that was a cow pasture. Some coyotes, a group of coyotes got back there and was howling monkeying around i was trying to watch them keep an eye on them see what they were doing and just kind of not really paying a whole lot of attention to as far as deer and stuff goes at that time of course i was kind of young and hadn't seen a lot of deer at that season anyway it was kind of a rough season as far as deer herds go so i was more interested in watching the coyotes and all that kind of stuff and all of a sudden i hear a limb snap like i said the coyotes were behind me i was looking straight up this hill to the west and so this happened, heard that limb snap off to my right, which would have been to the north of me. Where I was looking straight up the ridge, up that clear cut, like I said, was straight to the west. It would have been looking almost straight into the sun at this point. The sun's getting down fairly low, just above the trees. And so I really didn't look that way very much because it was, you know, right into the sun. So I got to looking over there. I just kind of turned my body a little bit sideways to see where I heard that limb snap because I thought maybe that was a deer coming in or something sat there for a few minutes and i seen something moving i could tell it was pretty big and dark colored so i sat there for a little bit and watched and watched directly it come out of the brush where it was at and it was on all fours walking not a slow walk but not real fast it wasn't like it was in a hurry it was just going through the timber right whereas it was at was a kind of an open timber where the underbrush had been was real thick upper story, so the underbrush didn't grow real good. And it came out, just kind of a slow walk, just easing through there, and it would go a little ways, and it would stop and like bend over and pick something up off the ground. It was on all fours, so it would bend over with its head and pick it up. And I thought, well, that must be a bear. It's black. It's real dark colored. Doesn't look like a deer or anything like that. Don't have a long neck or anything like that, but it's really big. So I'm thinking, okay, it's a bear. Well, that's pretty cool because here in eastern Oklahoma, then we didn't have bears. They were very rare. We've got a few of them now, but back then I had never seen one. And I was very interested. I was in wildlife my whole life. So that was a quite a thrill to me to get to see a bear in the wild. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. 
Adidas. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So I was really intensely watching it now, and it's going across this ridge up, like I said, 100, 150 yards from me, maybe kind of angling towards me a little bit. And it would go down through there, and it, every once in a while, it looked like it would pick something up with its front legs. With, I'm thinking it's bare, so I'm thinking its front feet would pick it up and move it to its head. And I thought, well, that's weird. Bear don't usually pick things up with their hands. I mean, as far as I knew about bears, they don't have hands, so it don't pick stuff up like that. Well, it slowly went on across the ridge and got up to where it was just almost straight above me, just a little bit to my right, where they had cleared that fence roll out that pushed all the trees over into the bigger trees, the still standing trees, and it made it like a windrow, a brush up through there just inside the tree line. And it got over there close to that, and evidently there was something there that it liked because it just sat there for a little while and it even sat down on, on its haunches and i'm still thinking it don't look like a bear and by this point the sun is starting to go down through the trees and so there's sunlight coming through the trees at it and straight behind it and i could see through the hair and i could tell the back this thing's back was flat from his shoulders to his hips was just flat but that's kind of weird bears are usually real humps in their back they're not straight flat across that's a weird looking bear. Well, it got to looking too, and it looked like it didn't have a neck. It was almost like its head was just stuck straight on its shoulders. Now it'd raise his head up and down and turn it. So he had a neck, but it wasn't a long neck like a bear has or a deer where you've got an actual neck and then the head's out on top. It was real short. And when he'd turn its head up to look forward with it on all fours, it was almost like a 90 degree angle from its back, which I thought was real weird. So it goes another two or three feet, four or five feet, and it hits a spot where the sunlight is really coming through the trees there. Then I could see through the hair down, hanging down below its belly. It had looked like five or six inch hair probably hanging down off of its belly, but it didn't have a belly. It had a real thin torso, more like a, a deer or something. Didn't have a belly like a bear. You know, bear are usually round and have bellies hanging down. They've got little short legs and it just looked weird. And I thought, well, that is a really skinny bear. That thing looks like it's about to starve to death. So I'm watching it there and it sits there and eats whatever was on the ground, keep picking it up with his hand. It'd switch hands and picking them up and putting them in his mouth. By this point, it was about, oh, 100 yards from me, 80 yards from me, something like that. But again, skylighting it, the sun was straight behind it. So as far as seeing detail, I couldn't really see like facial details or nothing. It was just black, shadowed out. Anyway, I sat there watching it for, I don't know, two or three more minutes. And by this point, like I said, the sun's starting to get to where it's starting to go down behind the mountain. I guess there's a break in the brush pile right there so because it comes out to the edge of that brush pile still on all fours. And it sticks its head and shoulders and front legs, I guess you could say, out into the right-of-way where the bulldozer had cleared it out. And that then it's wide open straight to it, nothing in between me and it, and then the sun right behind it. 
and it walks out and it looks down the hill toward me and it just sits there for a minute looking at me or toward me and then it looks up the hill and I'm thinking it's seen me. It's the reason it stared at me, but then it looked up the hill and that's when it stood up. It stood up on its back legs. And I'm still thinking bear. I think, wow, that's cool. Get to watch a bear on his back legs. I didn't know what he's going to do. I thought he was going to sniff the air or something. But when it stuck his head out in that opening, I realized I looked at it. And I thought, man, that's the funniest looking bear's head. It don't have a nose. It don't have a protruding nose sticking out there. That's a weird looking bear. Well, it stood up on its back legs. And when it did, it took two steps and was out in the edge of the right of way. And it kind of looked up and down the hill and then took two more steps and stepped all the way across that right away to the fence. When it stopped there at the fence, it reached up with its right hand, reached up in the trees and grabbed a tree limb on a big oak tree and just pulled it down and started eating the acorns off of the limb, just holding it there with its right hand. And I thought, well, that's really weird. Bears don't really walk very much. You know, especially not graceful on their back legs. This thing looked at home on its back legs. By now, and again, the sun is facing straight at it. Here it starts eating the acorns, and I can hear them acorns popping, snapping, crack, pop, snap, while he's chewing on them. I mean, crunching, crack, crack. And I thought, well, that is really weird. Well, directly it turns loose of that limb, and then it turns its body straight towards me. And takes two or three steps down the hill, but back across the right of way. So it's over on the, the wood side again now. And it stops at another tree, reaches up with the left hand and grabs another limb, pulls it down and starts eating the acorns and whatever off of that one. Again, it's 80, 85 yards from me now. I'm sitting there with 30, 30. It's not like I'm scared of anything. I can pretty well defend myself. So it pulls that limb down and it snap, pop, crack, snap. And I'm thinking, that's a weird looking bear. And by now, like I said, the sun's going down right straight behind it. And I can see through the hair when it reaches his arm out. He's got like five or six inch hair hanging down off of its arms. But I can see the torso of it. And it looks like a man, looks like a bodybuilder. I mean, just huge triceps and just big bulky arms huge shoulders and its head is almost looked like the trap muscles on your neck is was hooked up high up on the head i guess you could say because it almost was pointed at the top of the head which i know now is like a conical head i didn't know that at that time but it was a conical head and then it just sloped down the muscles were so big on its shoulders that it just sloped down all the way to the shoulders it would reach up and grab them limbs and pull them down and eat them and it walk back across or maybe it'd come another step or two towards me and it would do it again. And I can tell it's big. I mean, it's really big. I didn't realize how big at the time, but the more I watched it, I kept thinking, okay, that's definitely not a bear. That's got to be one of my brother's friends trying to scare me. I said, it's got to be. This is too human like. And I said, it's got to be. We had a a friend we called R.D. I said, it's got to be him. I said, he's the only one that's big enough that could pull that off. And he's got some kind of monkey suit or gorilla costume or something. That he's just trying to scare me. And I thought, well, that's pretty dumb. Here it is, rifle season. I'm carrying a 30-30 rifle. I said, that's pretty dumb. So I sat there and watched him for another minute or two. And it just walked back and forth 
on that ridge and it would bend over and pick something up off the ground and eat it. And, but it stayed right in that same little spot, about a 10 or 15 yard spot. Finally, I said, okay, that's, that's gotta be RD. That's all there's to it. So I hollered at him. I said, Hey, I know who you are. And when I did, it turned around, squared up with me and yelled so loud. It was like a real loud bark almost, but with a lot more growl to it, just a real loud roof. And it was so loud that it vibrated in my chest. I mean, it just scared the crap out of me when he did it. I about panicked, but I said, okay, I calmed myself down. I said, no, that's just somebody. They're just messing with me. They're just doing their best to scare me. I stood up at that point and stood my rifle against the tree. And I reached down and picked up a rock about the size of a baseball, maybe a little smaller. And like I said, he's 80 yards uphill from me, not real steep, but kind of 40 foot, 50 foot elevation above me. And like I said, 80 yards up the ridge. So I rear back and chunked that rock at him. And that was back when I played baseball, I could throw pretty good. So I threw the rock up there and it hits the ground about five or six feet in front of it and kind of bounces right to its feet. Well, it was kind of weird the way it just kind of bent over at the shoulders and leaned over and watched that rock bounce right to its feet. When it did, it looked up at me, took one step to the side, bent over and picked up a rock, probably the size of two basketballs put together, probably 80 to 100 pounds, something like that. He grabs that rock, picks it up above his head with both arms, just holds it up above his head and throws it down the hill it comes flying down the hill i'm sitting there watching that rock and it hits the ground about five or six yards in front of me and bounces right to my feet well man that scared the crap out of me i said there ain't no way that a man could do that no man i don't care who they are that spooked me i turned and took off running i ran about 10 yards looking over my shoulder and right ran right into that brand new barbed wire fence hit it so hard that I bounced off of it and ripped my coat up, my pants, and I hit the ground and kind of rolled and turned around and looked, and it was still standing there looking at me. So I kind of bolted, and I dove through the fence and took off out across the pasture where I'd seen all them coyotes before because I didn't really know exactly how to get back to our truck. I could see lights on the other side of that field, so I knew there was a house or something over there, so I was headed for them lights. And about that time, my brother caught me. I guess I was screaming and didn't realize it. So he come running. He caught me there, stopped me and said, what in the world is going on? Of course, he didn't say it in such nice terms. He was pretty excited because he had to chase me down out of head and across the field. So he kind of got me calmed down. He said, where's your rifle? I said, I have no idea. I said, I guess I left it over there by that tree. He said, well, let's go get your rifle. I said, I'm not going back in them woods. He said, well, we got to go get your rifle. I said, it can stay there as far as I'm concerned. I'm not going back in them woods. And he said, what in the world scared you? All them coyotes scared you? I said, no, the coyotes were out here in the field. I ran towards the coyotes to get away from what was up in the woods. And he said, well, what was it? I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know. And that's all I would say. And he calmed me down enough that Finally, I agreed, okay, yeah, let's go get my rifle. He said, I got a thirty out 6 and it's fully loaded, and I got extra bullets. There ain't nothing going to get us. We ain't nothing can get close to us. Go get your rifle. We went back and crawled back through the fence. I don't even remember how I crossed the fence the first time. I don't know if I dove over it or dove through it 
but all I know is I had several rips in my coat, in the back of my coat. I mean, I ended up throwing it away later, but we got back over there to where I was sitting, and uh, I told him a little bit of the story, but I didn't tell him near all of it. And I said, it threw that rock at me. And he said, what rock? I said, that rock right there. He was, at that time, was about 25 years old, and he worked construction. He was strong, real strong. And he bent over and picked the rock up, and he said, there ain't no way somebody could throw that. It's all I can do to pick it up. I said, it did. I said, look right there. You can see where it hit the ground and bounced and rolled to my feet. You could see everywhere it hit in the leaves and where it dug a big hole in the ground where it hit the ground. And he didn't believe me, but he said, I don't know what in the world you've seen. So we took off. He finally convinced me we headed back to the truck. It was such a weird experience because that thing standing up there on that hill looking at me with the sun going down behind it, I could see through the hair like a net you know like you could just see through it because the sun right there and the build of this thing was enormous judging it by the fence the fence was almost as tall as i was at that time and i was five foot eight so the fence was probably pushing five foot tall and the fence hit this thing at the waist so i'm gonna say it was probably a good nine maybe ten foot tall and so broad across the shoulders, it was unreal. It was it looked like a bodybuilder, a professional bodybuilder, like Lou Ferrigno or someone like that. It was so huge in the shoulders and the arms and the forearms. And then when it stood there with its hands hanging down, the fingers looked like they were eight or nine inches long, each finger. When it lifted the rock above its head, the shape of the torso underneath it from the armpits down to the hip, was like a bodybuilder. It was Y-shaped, wide at the shoulders and down to a little narrow hip, narrow waist, and then the hips were bigger. And then its legs were unlike anything I've ever seen. The legs were enormous. They were short compared to the rest of his body. And I guess that's why when it was down on its hands and feet, his back was level. It wasn't like his own knees or like you see gorillas. When you see a lot of gorillas, you know, their back end's lower than the front end. A person is the opposite. When we get down our hands and knees, our legs are longer, so our butt's up in the air. This thing wasn't like that. It was level. It was perfectly level from the shoulders to the back, and it was fluid moving the way it walked. It was real just a gentle flow move, it like a deer or something, except it didn't really didn't even have as much up and down in the shoulders and stuff as a deer does. The thighs on it were huge and then they tapered you could tell where the muscles tapered down to a knee area that was a lot smaller and then the calves just bulged out looked like footballs on its calves and just enormous and i kept thinking that's a big guy that's the reason i when i was thinking it was one of my buddies one of my brother's buddies or something trying to scare me i kept thinking that's huge guy that's got to be that costume that he's wearing it's making him look like a bodybuilder. This thing's huge. His trap muscles on his neck. They started out at the point of the shoulder, and they went all the way up to, well, we're on a person, where our ear would be, the top of our ear. And it sloped down from there to the outside of the shoulder. And this thing was probably, I hear a lot of people say four foot wide. I don't think this one was that wide, but I'm going to say it was a good three foot, if not a little over. It looked like a professional bodybuilder. With the sun directly behind it, I couldn't see facial details or anything like that. 
I could see what looked like little ears sometimes. It looked more like human ears on the side of its head, but I couldn't see it most of the time with the hair and everything on it. And the chest area of it, when it would turn, I couldn't, if it had hair on its chest, it was real short hair. Uh, it wasn't long like on the rest of its body. And the face area, like I said, I couldn't see really any detail, but if it turned where its profile was toward me, was facing south where the sun was behind it, I could see a little bit of facial, like a nose and that kind of stuff. And that's, again, that's the reason I thought it was a person. I just thought it's somebody messing with me. Anyway, it, after it threw that rock, it just shocked me so much that I didn't even want to talk about it. I didn't tell anybody. My brother come got me after we had walked to the truck. All of our hunting buddies was already there. Everybody that was hunting with us was already at the truck. I looked at all of them and I thought, there ain't none of them here, even RD. There ain't none of them were anywhere close to the size of that what I seen. So at that point, I just shut up. Kenny tried to get me to tell everybody what happened, and I wouldn't do it. I said, no, I don't want to talk about it. As we was walking back to the truck, though, I started hurting. I realized I was hurting. My chest and my legs was burning, hurting. I opened my coat up because it wasn't super cold. I just had on a light jacket. It was a military coat is what it was. And when I opened my coat up, I had puncture holes from that barbed wire fence all the way across my chest. I had like three holes across my chest, two in my stomach, and then I had one in each thigh and ripped my jeans. And then the back of my, that military coat was ripped. I don't know if I dove through that fence or what I'd done. I don't remember any of that, but I was bleeding pretty good from where I ran into the fence and bounced off of it. We went home later on the evening and he tried to get me to tell my mom and dad what all had happened. And they tried to get us to get me to talk about it and I wouldn't do it. We went on there for a week or so. And finally, one day we're all sitting in there. My dad was there that day. The first couple of days he wasn't there, he was still working. So and dad was home and Kenny was prodding me. He said, hey, he said, tell dad about what happened to you up there. And I said, no, I don't want to talk about it. He said, what, something scary or something? I said, yeah. I said, something or somebody threw a rock at me and ran me out of the woods. And uh, my brother was laughing at me. And when my dad heard that, he said, he said, wait a minute. He said, uh, where did this happen? And so Kenny told him where we was at hunting that day. And he said, all right. He said, let me tell you what was a story. He said, you know why I quit coon hunting? He said, I quit coon hunting because something chased him and a buddy of his out of the woods. So that got my attention. I said, well, what happened? Basically, his story was that he'd coon hunted his old life and had good dogs and all that. Well, him and a buddy of his went hunting on the same mountain down the ridge from where we were at. And they parked their truck there just off the road, and they turned the dogs loose. Well, the dog struck something immediately and took off after it. And they said it was running like crazy, just almost went plumb out of hearing. So they took off running, too, through the woods with their night lights on their heads, you know. They decided that it would be easier if they went up to the top of the mountain and then hit that old logging road that was up there because they could move faster down that logging road and they could hear off the bottom to stay where the dogs were. So these two grown men, they were in their 30s, maybe early 40s, ran up to the top of that mountain and took off down that logging road. And when they got half a mile or so 
three quarters of a mile down that logging road, they could hear the dogs off the mountain fighting something. They hear them growling and snarling and said they was really fighting something. He said, oh, my God, they've caught a bobcat or something. So they took off down through the woods to try to get down there. So they heard their dogs start yelping and whining and crying, and they started getting quiet. Directly, one of them would stop, shut up, wouldn't make no noise. and Then the other one, and directly, it all went silent down there. Well, they went off the hill trying to find it and figure out what happened. And when he come back, got down there, they couldn't find nothing. And they couldn't tell exactly where it was, but the dogs was quiet. They didn't hear anything. So they turned around, came back up the mountain, got back on that road and headed back to the truck. Said, well, something's happened. The dogs have run back to the truck. He would put a coat down on the ground. And that way, if he couldn't find his dogs at night, the dogs knew to go back to that coat and they would be laying there the next day. Or if you know, whenever they got back to the truck. So they headed back to the truck. When they started down that logging road, said they started hearing something parallel in them out in the woods there and said it would walk a little ways and stop. When they would stop, it would take two or three more steps and then it would stop. And then they would take walk 20, 30 yards and stop. And it would take two or three more steps than them and stop. And they stayed just right out in the woods, kind of a little bit behind them, but just right straight to the north of them. They ended up got spooked and they took off running and they ran down and ran back down through the woods and they could hear it running behind them, following them. And which that spooked them even more. So they just ran all the way to the truck. When they got to the truck, two of their five dogs were hiding underneath the truck. They dropped the tailgate and one of them that never loaded before, they always had to pick it up. He said it bailed up that on that tailgate so fast that the other one couldn't. Said it was crippled. It was bleeding. So it had been tore up pretty good. Said that man looked like it'd been fighting the mountain lion. But anyway, it was tore up pretty good. And they put the dogs in the toolbox. And when they shut the tailgate, said something woofed at them out in the woods, just right out there. So just kind of a real low woof. And so they stopped and they sat there and said, whatever had followed them off that mountain was still out there in the woods. And it was pacing back and forth. And they could hear it like a real low pitched growl. Everyone's all just, Urgh. And it did that back and forth. He said he's walking by the 30-yard area right there. So at that point, it, it got me relaxed enough to go ahead and tell him the rest of my story of what um, happened and everything. And it got my brother's attention because they've hunted up on that mountain also. They quit giving me a hard time about it. So it was a little easier for me to talk about it now and then after that. But I still don't tell a lot of people because everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. But yeah, I know what I saw. I know it was not human. It was definitely way too big and way too powerful to be a human. What else could it have been? The third encounter wasn't near as exciting. It was eh, kind of exciting, but it wasn't nothing like that. I lived right there not too far from my mom's house, which again is still just about a mile as crow flies from that same mountain where me and my dad both had those encounters. I was out there working. I had a shop. I was self-employed back then, and I'd work all kinds of nights and whatever. Just felt like working. I wasn't married or anything at the time. I didn't have my boys with me. They were with their mom most of the time. So one night, it's about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I've got a big old dog. He's half Greyhound, half German Shepherd. Big old dog. He was laying in the shop floor with me. Well, directly, he went to wolfing and growling and jumped up and run out the door. I run out there with him to see what he's after. I thought maybe there was a coyote or something in the yard because he would get after coyotes pretty often. He'd chase them things. If they could ever get them to 
big enough straightaway he could catch them. But anyway, he would chase them. When I ran out the door, he was just standing there looking out in the woods, growling. And uh, we had a pole light on our pole right there where you could see about 15 or 20 yards out in the woods. But after that, it was just pitch black, so you couldn't see nothing. Well, I could hear something out there. And the way he was growling, I thought, that's probably a coyote. So I sicked him on it. I said, skid it. And he took off, bolted out in the woods. And as soon as he got out of the lighted area, got into the dark area, I hear a loud growl, just real loud. And boy, he went to yelping and screaming. And he turned and come barreling back up out of the woods. And this is a big dog. I mean, he's 110 pounds, big stout dog. And he comes barreling back up out of the woods and he runs over and gets behind me and stands there looking around me, growling down in the woods. And I thought, okay, that sounded like maybe a bear or something. I I can't imagine what it was. It didn't really sound like a bear, but it was a real low pitched, deep growl. And so I ran in the house real quick and I grabbed my spotlight and my shotgun. So I come back out the door and I shine the light down there and I never could see anything. But I could hear it walking down in the thicket, in the th- real thick areas. I could hear it walking around. And it was just pacing back and forth, back and forth. But it never would come out of the real thick stuff to where I could see it. And I never could see no eyes shining or anything. Every once in a while, I'd see a movement or something. Finally, it turned around and walked off down through the woods. And I, so I thought, well, that was probably a bear. That's the only thing I can imagine. This was just like seven, eight years ago, and we're starting to get a few bears around this area now. I was probably 40 years old at the time, so probably 10 years ago. I went on there for another day or two, and he did the same thing again, except this time he wouldn't run out in the woods. When he started growling and run out the door, he just stood there, and I tried to stick him on it, and he would run and get behind me. He would not go out in the woods again. So I'd grab my spotlight and I'd go to shining and the same thing. It would get down there in that thicket area and it would just pace back and forth in that thicket where I couldn't see nothing. But both times it had come up into an open area where I had cleaned out all the trees and timber and it was just real open, just some big oak trees and we'd have picnic tables and stuff sit out there. And we had Easter out there a couple of times and that kind of stuff. So it was real nice and clean and just on the, right side of that which had been to the south was the thick timber the third night i thought all right i'm gonna sit out there it's come two nights in a row i'm gonna sit out there again tonight and see if it comes again so i just set my lawn chair out there in the yard and i sat down in it with my shotgun and my spotlight i thought i'm gonna see what it is so we sat there for a little while and directly my dog he was laying beside me perked his ears up and looked out in the woods and just started doing that real low growl and he got up and got behind me, was looking through the legs of the chair, looking out in the woods. And I thought, all right, here it comes. So I got my spotlight and everything and got ready. And I waited till it, it got about 10 or 12 yards out in that real open timber where I knew when I hit it with the spotlight, I'd be able to see it. So I'm listening to it walk. And it got up there right beside a tree and that I knew was in a road, actually, that I had made going down in there. So I knew it was clear where I'd be able to see it good. And I flipped my spotlight on. And when I did, this thing was standing there facing me, looking straight at me. And just as I hit my light, I got to see it for just a split second. And it dropped down on all fours and took off again, run out in the thicket. Well, when it did, I jumped up and run out there because, you know, I could tell it was something big. Again, I was thinking bear. It just heard I was there. 
And so it was standing up, you know, looking at, looking at that dog or probably heard that dog growl or something. So it went out in the woods, out in the thicket there and it stopped and I could hear it 40, 50 yards out in the woods and I could not see eyes. I kept shining spotlight on it and I'd see a movement, but it would just look like a shadow or something. I was just seeing the shadows moving through the trees. Never could get a good look at it. I watched it and watched it started following along it. I had a road went along the edge of the tree. And so I was walking along the edge of that road. And this thing was out in the woods, stayed about the same distance from me. And when it got down to where there was an opening, it went off of a little hill. And there was another road that went down through the woods down to a deer stand that my handicapped brother hunts out of. And when it got down to that road, I thought, yeah, as soon as he comes out in that road, I'll be able to see it. So I'm standing there with that spotlight. When it come out in the road, or come out to the edge of the road. It didn't come out in the road. It just kind of leaned it out and looked up towards me. And all I could see was a fuzzy head stuck out of the brush. But where it stuck out of the brush was like six and a half, seven feet off the ground. And I thought, I can't be a bear. Can't be a bear. What is it? Then it turned and stayed in the thicket. It turned and walked right straight away from me. Just real slow walk. And the leaves were not like a four-legged animal. It was just a crunch 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 it wasn't like a deer or something or bear even when they go through the woods they make a little bit of noise it wasn't like that i never saw that one again but a few days later i ended up uh, finding tracks in the dust in the road that went between my house where i lived and the woods i mean that was the road i was walking down and i found what looked like barefoot people tracks but they were Way bigger than me, which I've got kind of small feet. They were bigger than mine, probably like a size 12 or 13, you know, like a 13-inch foot, maybe, something like that. And I thought, well, now who in the world? One of my cousins has got real big feet. Maybe it was him up here goofing around. Again, it still didn't put two and two together. Anyway, I sat out there again that night, and it come up again, but this time it knew I was there. And so it was stopped in the thicket and it would sit there and go woof, woof, woof. And it never would come out of the woods where I could see it. And then it would start that pacing again, back and forth, back and forth. So it did that for two or three nights after that. And then it just quit coming around, or I thought it quit coming around. Well, one night after I'd sat out there for a while and nothing had happened, we went to bed or I went in the house to get ready for bed. I'm sitting in the living room. Just kind of relaxing and had the TV on, but I think I had it muted. Didn't even have any noise or anything going on it. Just had it playing. And that dog was laying in the, on the couch right beside the window. Directly, he jumps up and looks out the window and starts growling. When we did, I jumped up and went over to the window, and I seen a movement, just something real quick dashed through the light. I couldn't tell what it was. I just seen something went through. I kind of backed up from the window like, you know, that was weird. And all of a sudden, I hear bam, real loud on the side of my, there's an old trailer house that I was renting from my aunt. Her bam hit the side of that trailer house. I'm like, well, no, that was weird. And bam, it did it again. And so at that time, I'm thinking somebody is out here beating on the side of that trailer with a baseball bat. That's what it sounded like. So I grab a pistol and out the door I go. When I go out the door, there's nothing out there. Nobody. And I go all the way around my trailer. I'm thinking somebody is out there. So I come back in house and I get a brighter flashlight and I go back out there and there's two tree limbs. Something had thrown two tree limbs 
at me and hit the side of that trailer house about halfway between the window and the door where I went out, put a big old dent in the trailer house and everything. Anyway, that was about the last deal of that. I kept thinking on those trees. I told my brothers about those limbs and he said, well, they just fell off a tree, but there's no trees there. The trailer house is sitting about 30 yards out of the woods. You know, it couldn't have been that. It was had to have been thrown. They was giving me a hard time, so I thought maybe they were screwing with me or I'd told them something. They were just trying to scare me or whatever, but no, I don't think it was now. I mean, I'm pretty positive of what I've seen and the things that happened listening to so many different other people's stories. Uh, I'm pretty positive of what it was. As far as sightings, that's really all the sightings I've had. I've had uh, other different kinds of sightings, ghosts and that kind of stuff, but as far as Bigfoot, that's the only ones I've had as far as sightings. But over the years, I've lived in some real rough country. I lived uh, up north of the town there. I was about 20 miles out in the middle of nowhere. It took me 45 minutes to get into town from where I was at. I was living in a little old log cabin or a little cabin, off-grid cabin. I didn't have running water and that kind of stuff. And I lived there for two years. I mean, it's way out there. And I would have weird things happen there, like, I would have chickens disappear. Wouldn't be no feathers or anything like when a coyote or something kills a chicken. There's usually feathers and stuff around. They just disappear and wouldn't be no nothing. I lived there for five or six months, seven months. And all of a sudden, I'd go out there to my chicken pen. I had a big chicken pen. I just let my chickens run free range up there. and uh, But they had nest boxes in there. and I'd lock them up a lot of times at night so they would lay their eggs in the nest boxes. Well, I would go out there and there wouldn't be no eggs. I mean, none. And I had 30 something chickens and laying hens and uh, there wouldn't be no eggs. I'd go out there the next day. There might be one or two. I said, I know these dang chickens didn't just all quit laying all of a sudden. What in the world? So I went to hunting for snakes. I thought, okay, there's got to be a snake out there. And so I would go out there at night and look with the spotlight and everything else, try to find some kind of predator thought okay coons are getting them coon raccoons are getting in there and getting my eggs so i set raccoon traps around different places nothing didn't catch anything didn't catch no possums nothing went around there for another i don't know two weeks or so and not getting hardly any eggs and i went from getting 30 eggs a day to maybe one or two and then all of a sudden like i said a chicken would disappear or two or three chickens would disappear i had some rabbits then too i raised and butchered rabbits Something would get in, open my rabbit cages. Never killed any of my rabbits, would just open the cages. And I thought, well, I might leave one open on accident, but I don't leave three or four rabbit cages open. I'd go out there and I'd make sure I shut them all up at night. And I'd go out there the next day and there'd be a couple of rabbit cages open. And the rabbits would be loose out running around the ground. I'd have to chase them down and catch them. And still the eggs were disappearing. I still had raccoon traps set and not catching anything. Finally, one day, I thought, well, there's got to be something around here. So I go walk in the fence row around about 40, 50 yards behind my barn where my chicken coop was. And I'm thinking, I'm going to walk this fence row and just see if I can tell where something. It was a good web wire fence for goats and stuff. See if I can tell where something is climbing over it or coming under it or whatever. I walk along there and looking at the ground, thinking something is dug under this fence. And uh, directly, I see black hair about five inches long. It had a web wire fence, and then above it was a barbed wire. 
Well, it was like five inch long hair hanging off of this barbed wire. And I thought, well, that's weird. My horses are red. I had a llama at the time. I had several pigs, but they were little short pigs. They run loose in there. None of the goats that had been up there were black. So I kept thinking, okay, it's got to be a bear. Weird that a bear would just come in and steal my eggs, but it's got to be what it is. I mean, bears climbing over the fence and coming and stealing my eggs. I would have thought a bear would have got the chickens or just ate the eggs there. And that was another thing. I was never finding any eggshells like something was eating them right there. So I climbed over the fence right there and went over on my neighbor's property a little bit there just to see if I could tell for sure, find a track or whatever it was. And I ease up in the woods there and there's a pile of eggshells look like a person had been coming in there, stealing my eggshells, my eggs out of my barn, taking them back over the fence, carrying them up there and cracking them open and eating them. And they were cracked open like a person would just, I could beat it on that rock. You could tell some of them were beat harder and were busted all over in little pieces, but whatever. But there was a pile of eggshells there. It looked like probably a hundred or 150 eggs right there where something had been carrying them up there, cracking them open and eating them right there. And this was about 10 or 12 yards back in the woods from my fence in a little thicket area where I couldn't see them from my property. So I went and talked to my neighbors. I said, hey, have you seen anything strange around here? Had anything happened? Because he had chickens too, the one that owned that property. And he said, yeah, something's been stealing my eggs. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I went from getting 15 or 20 eggs a day to not getting any. I said, well, that's with me. I said, how long ago? He said, about three months ago. I said, yeah, that's the same with me. About the same time I did. And so I decided whatever it was was getting my eggs was had to be getting his too. But they're just so weird that it carried them out in the woods and ate them. And I just can't imagine a bear or a raccoon or anything like that doing that. And so I never found any tracks or anything to tell me for sure what that was. But what else could it have been? Had been somebody, but they ain't somebody going to go out there and eat that many raw eggs. I had several other strange things like that happen, just weird noises and different things. Something beating on the slap the side of my house a couple of nights. My old cabin that I lived in did that a couple of times, but nothing else major there. And then we moved to this house we're living in now. My girlfriend moved in with me and we moved into this house. We got quite a bit of public hunting ground right around us here and and we do a lot of hunting deer hunting we we eat a lot of wild game she's had some health issues in the past and different things and so a lot of town bought meats and stuff really upset her stomach and, and i've just always been one that i like to be self-sufficient so we try to put five or six deer in the freezer every year so we do a lot of hunting she started coming in telling me about noises that she was hearing i said what kind of noises she said, well, I heard a loud growl or a loud hoop, or I had, a, I had this big roar. I was working more at that time later than she was, so I hadn't had a chance to go hunting. But finally I did. I got a chance to go, and she went down off in front of the house, and I went over to the south side of the house, a couple hundred yards, 300 yards from the house here. I'm sitting there in the house, and or sitting there in a little, little hunting blind I built for my son. She's down off the hill from me. Well, directly I hear a whistle, and it's just a real perfect little whistle. And I thought it was her. I thought, well, maybe she 
lost or something. She's looking for me, but I couldn't imagine she being lost. She's pretty good in the woods. Directly, I heard it again, and it was off closer to her. And then directly, I heard it again over by me. And a deer come barreling up through the woods from down where I'd heard the whistle. Come barreling up through the woods. And not much after the deer come running through, is just a couple does, they come running through. I hear a, a loud kind of a, almost like a fake owl sound. Kind of like an owl, but not really. Just kind of a, ooh, but it didn't really sound like an owl at all. It was just a weird sound. Anyway, didn't hear nothing else for a while. That was right as it's starting to get dark. Sun had already gone down. It's starting to get dark. So I sat there till it got dark, and I climbed out of my little blind and started to head back to the house. And I hear the roar on top of the mountain. sounded like it was three or 400 yards the other side of our house up on the hill. And it was a real long, loud, just roar, just real long, stretched out long. And it was deep. She come back up to the house. She said, do you hear that roar? Do you hear that? And I said, yeah. She said, I had something whistling at me and throwing rocks at me. I said, what? She said, there was something. It sounded like it was throwing stuff at me. I could hear stuff coming through the trees. Anyway, we went on there for a while, and we just kept having little things like that happen. Just hear a hoop every once in a while or a, a whistle or just weird things. So anyway, after about six, eight months of that, maybe a year, I guess it's probably next year because it was the next fall. Yeah, it was. It was the next fall. So it was a year later. I was had gone to bed about 9 30, 10 o'clock. I was tired, went and laid down about 9 30, 10 o'clock. Well, she wasn't ready for bed yet. So she was in her kitchen somewhere doing something. I'm laying there in bed and I start hearing what sounds like little kids laughing up in the woods behind me. Well, I don't have neighbors. Now I've got two neighbors that are about a quarter of a mile from me, straight north of me. And then behind me, it's a mile before you get to anything. And it's nothing but rough, rocky mountain, a mountain for Oklahoma, <laughs> pretty big hill, rocky hill. It's long ways. And I can hear these sounds like two little kids up there laughing and chasing each other. You can hear the leaves crunch, 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 as they're running around and they're laughing and giggling and so I kind of set up the edge of the bed, and it's probably 1030 now, something like that. And I'm thinking, what in the world is the neighbor's kids doing up here in the woods behind my house? Uh, they got to be playing hide and seek or something. And then it dawned on me, my neighbor's kids are a little bitty, and they're a quarter mile away. And their oldest one is six years old. The youngest one's a baby. So it wasn't them. And I thought, well, they don't have any other family. The other neighbor there, he lives alone. He don't have any family. That got my attention for sure. I set up and kind of leaned over to the window. It was some real nice weather, so we had the windows open. Anyway, I leaned up to the window and looked out, see if I could see a flashlight. Thinking, okay, there's some kids or somebody up there running around. And this is a dark night, cloudy. There was no flashlights. There was no lights up there at all. And I could hear them running and giggling and, and laughing back and forth all up through them woods. And then directly I hear a loud roar. And when I did, they shut up. They quit. They stopped, stood still, and then you heard them walk over to where that loud growl sound was. It sounded like it was probably 40, 50 yards behind my bedroom window. I mean, it was close. And so I sat there for a minute listening. Directly, I heard it's real hard to describe it. Closest thing I've ever heard that 
anybody else say that sounded like it is the samurai chatter on the Sierra sounds. It just kind of like a, a rubber, 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 but it was real low pitched. It didn't have that like the samurai sounds do. It was just a low pitched rubber, 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 but it sounded like a language the way they did it. The one that growled did that. And then one answered it back up behind my house, more to the south, probably another 70, 80 yards up in the woods, 60, 70 yards, maybe up in the woods. It did it there and it did it again. It's the same type of sound, but it was even lower pitched than the original one. That one was so low pitched that it vibrated. You could feel it vibrating. Then the one over here did it. And then they went back and forth. They were talking to each other. I mean, I couldn't see nothing. I'm just sitting there with my head out sticking up to the window screen, listening to them. And they did that for three or four different sessions there of them talking back and forth. Then the, the little ones, I heard them giggle again. And then one of them took off and then the other one took off at it. And they turned and went up the hill giggling and laughing. And then I hear something stand up right behind my window. It almost sounded like it grabbed a tree and picked itself up. And then you hear crunch, 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 crunch as it walked up the hill. Well, that was kind of weird. I just went ahead and laid down and finally fell asleep, probably 11, 1130. Well, Amy came to bed about, I guess, around midnight. She came to bed and she kind of woke me up. And I realized she looked at her and she was had her head up at the window. I didn't think too much about it. I just laid back down, went back to sleep. Next morning, I asked her, I said, do you hear those all that sounds out there? She said, yeah. I said, it went on all night long. I said, oh, I didn't hear it all night. I just heard it when I first went to bed. And she said, no, when she came to bed, they were out there giggling and stuff again. So evidently, uh, they stayed out there most of the night. A couple weeks after that, I walked out my back door, was going to go out to my shop and get something. It's about 1030. At that point, I had some rabbit cages sitting right behind my shop. I had a few rabbits in. And so I couldn't see very far up behind my shop. When I walked out the door, off to my right, right behind my bedroom window again, where I heard that sound. Something went, woof, just kind of a low pitch, bark, growl type sound. And I just kind of stopped and looked over there towards it and didn't say nothing. Just kind of turned around and then and walked straight on out to my shop. When I got out to my shop and got whatever it was I went out to get and came back in, something growled at me that was standing right behind my rabbit cage, just 15 yards, 12, 15 yards from me. And just a real low pitch growl, just brr. I kind of stopped and turned and looked over that direction, thinking, okay, what is that? And when it did, it stood up. I never could see it, but you could hear it stand up and walk just two steps, one right after another, crunch, 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 walked up the hill. So something was sitting right behind my shop. And again, this is, we're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no people up here. For that to have been a person, They've had to snuck in from who knows where. So it was pretty intense. But since then, we've had quite a few other sounds and different things. About two weeks ago, I was sitting out in the front yard and had my dogs out there with me. And directly, one of the dogs jumped up and went to barking and took off running around the house. And so I jumped up and ran around there following her. And I heard something crash, 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 crash and a rock. A big rock. I never did find the rock, but it sounded like it's big, like at least baseball size, maybe bigger. Come flying through the trees, and you could hear it lit, hitting tree limbs. Crack, 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 crack. And then it hit the ground about 40 yards from me. Hit the ground and rolled, bounced and rolled down through the leaves. 
and then hear something huge, sound like an elephant coming through the woods, come running off the hill just at a dead run right down through all them trees and breaking brush and went down off the hill and down past the house and was gone. Again, didn't have no flashlight or nothing to see it, but it sounded like a freight train coming through the woods. We've got wild hogs and bears and stuff right around here, but I've never heard anything like that kind of noise coming through the woods. And again, it sounded like it was on two feet. It didn't sound like a deer or a hog or anything like that running. It just wasn't the right type of sounds. But just the way it was plowing through everything just shocked me. Anyway, that's majority of them. We've had a lot of other little small things happen here and there, but that's the majority of my experiences so far. Well, that's it for tonight's show. If you've had a Bigfoot sighting and would like to be a guest, please go to mybigfootsighting.com and let us know. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. Seen a bunch of run-down no-horse towns Where the church is the backbone, loves in the bow And the five-string melodies grooving With the farmland rows where the roots run deep Beyond the noise of the busy streets Where the songs of the south are soothing And I hear the front porch picking down home rhythm ringing out I don't run from banjo music
Mama's best sweet tea. Got the sound. 